You're listening to the New You.biz podcast channel. To all New You.biz members, family, and friends, hello once again. I'm Donald Robinson II, co-founder of New You.biz. For those of you listening for the first time, Welcome to the New You.biz podcast channel. This episode you're listening to features an interview with Wayne Ramakan, an entrepreneur, musician, and community development expert based in Detroit, Michigan. Wayne is also alumni manager of the Build Institute. Build Institute is an incubator also based in Detroit, Michigan, whose mission is to empower people to launch ideas and grow businesses with access to education, resources, and also fosters a supportive and engaged community. BUILD offers classes, networking events, mentorship, connection to resources, and a nurturing entrepreneurship community. Wayne himself is a graduate of BUILD, and during the interview, you'll hear him talk about his background, his experience in community development, his involvement with BUILD Institute, and his efforts as an artist and musician to help build a creative community in Detroit. So take a listen to our interview with Wayne Ramakan. Well, hello everyone out there listening. Welcome to the New You.biz podcast channel. This is Donald Robinson, the second co-founder of New You.biz. And on the line, we have Mr. Wayne Ramakan. Awesome founder, awesome creator, awesome entrepreneur. And he's also a member of Build Institute's wonderful staff and team who are helping regenerate and rejuvenate the city of Detroit through entrepreneurship, young people's ideas. Check out Build Institute. Check out what they're all about. Get involved with the programs. And with that, I'd like to say, Wayne, welcome to the show, sir. Donald, it's great to hear from you always. We've been having many conversations, and I'm glad it's finally come to this. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you as well, man. Thank you for being on here, man. We really wanted your input, support, participation, and everything. And really, I think we're going to have a great conversation, and listeners are going to really get a lot out of what we're about to deep, deep, dig deep into. Definitely. So, so Wayne, can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, your background, where you come from, and, and up to what you're doing now? For sure. So, again, my name is Wayne Ramakan. Uh, currently, I am with the Build Institute, and I've been with Build for um, almost a year now. And um, what my background is, um, I, I'm from the city. Um, I grew up here. Um, I was not born here, but I, I did grow up here and spend most of my life here. And I like to think of myself as being a an, an entrepreneur that has been trained in the city of Detroit and trained in many ways. Um, and it all started uh, just being on the east side of the city and just understanding how the city works um, from just a, a young person's perspective um, and just kind of growing up uh, in the 90s um, on the east side and seeing how, you know, even the school systems work, you know. Um, and now um, as an adult, I've or more recently as an adult, I've had the opportunity to work in, um, in community development and work towards, um, solving or at least contributing to the solution to the different issues that I've seen in my own neighborhood. Um, so in 2010 to 2014, 
um, are spent with the Osborne Neighborhood Alliance, and that's in community development. And many of the traditional community development things that you would think of, uh, but what was most powerful is that I was able to not just be in the community that I know, but also work in it every day um, and see these different challenges uh, from a different perspective, right? When, when you're in it uh, every day living, that's, that's one perspective, uh, and it's very real. Um, and it's another perspective to actually work in it and see the lives of people in many lives, not just, you know, your immediate neighborhood, but seeing, you know, a wider uh, perspective of the neighborhood. And for me, that was a, that was a huge uh, learning experience um, during that time. Um, I, I started there because I've, I've done other things before. Um, you know, I could talk about other jobs that I've had, but I start there because that's one of the more significant things that I've, I've done and also learned from. <clears throat> um, so while working uh, in Osborne, um, I had the opportunity to work with uh, the director. His name is Quincy Jones. Um, and I, I like to think of him as the only Quincy Jones, the one and only. Right, right, uh, but right. he's he's a he's he's a very unique uh, person. I tell you that, um, even though he does have the same name as Quincy Jones. Uh, but from there, like I said, I, I learned a lot about community development, and then also what the meaning of uh, community development is. Right, and I've seen that there's a lot of power in small businesses. So in my time in working with the the neighborhood in neighborhood development. Um, I've seen that one of the uh, best ways to develop, quote unquote, develop a neighborhood is through the small businesses. The small businesses have a lot of power. And unfortunately, that's one of the things that uh, in my time in the city uh, growing up, I've seen um, I've seen deteriorate uh, those small businesses in the neighborhood. And you and my first job was with. Uh, a small business, an entrepreneur. Um, it's it's over on, or she was over on the east side, uh, Warren and and um, what is that near the Alger Theater? Um, yeah. For anyone that knows the East Side Outer Drive, so uh, that was my first job. She it was called V's Nail uh, Den and uh, Resale Boutique. So she was she was doing nails, and she's also selling uh, boutique clothing. Right. She would she would travel and bring this clothing here. So the thing is, you know, my first job was for an entrepreneur who was, you know, creating a vision for her herself and her community. Right. And she brought all sorts of people into her nail shop and her boutique. And I was working there. So from from a very young age, I was able to see the power of entrepreneurship and the power that these entrepreneurs have in our neighborhood. Um, it's unfortunate that she's no longer at the location and some of the businesses that surrounded her are no longer in those locations. And um, in some cases, those buildings are vacant. Um, and it's very sad to see because I know the power of small business and I've been able to be a part of it for so long. So now coming back to the present day, um, again, um, there's a connection in all of this because now I'm able to work directly with a lot of small businesses that are having this type of effect and uh, and, and coming uh, bringing these buildings back online and uh, bringing their businesses to these neighborhoods and um, solving uh, problems in these neighborhoods right through their business. Um, these are people who have a uh, vested interest in the success 
of a neighborhood. It's not just about an investment just so I could, you know, make money and just so me and my children could be okay. But it's, you hear a lot of these entrepreneurs are doing this specifically for their, for their community. So that's my background. That's where I am mentally and how this all comes full circle. Well, that's wonderful, Wayne, because the beauty in, in your story is that you have the real world hands-on experience with entrepreneurship and seeing things through from start to finish. And other, the question, not too, a little curious too, how long were you there at the nail shop? How long, how long did you work there? Mm, I was there for about a good two years. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then that's, a, seems like in terms of, you know, research and, and being hands-on with entrepreneurship, it seems like that in that time frame, I'm pretty sure you've seen and learned a, a great vast amount you know, in terms of how to run a business, how ups and downs of the climate and the economy and things mm-hmm. like that. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I commend you for that because with you still being a, a young person and having that energy, you are able to really have a bit different perspective than someone, say, older who may be on a downturn and may have a different perspective. You know what I'm saying? In terms of winding down their careers, have more of a laid back approach, but you have that energy and you still do in terms of that passion mm-hmm. for helping people. You know what I'm saying? For sure. And, you know, I would also add, too, um, that my father uh, is an entrepreneur himself. My grandfather is an entrepreneur. Uh, but my father started a courier service here in Detroit. It was uh, called Delivery Express. Okay. And um, that was just, that was my next job after working at the, the nail shop and uh, clothing boutique. Um, I the reason why I stopped working there is because I started working with my father. So at a young age, I was, you know, delivering packages and uh, working in the office for his courier service. So in, in that respect, I've also been able to, again, see hands-on or more directly um, what an entrepreneur's life is about. Right. And I'm pretty sure in, t- in terms of that too, ironically with, with that type of service is definitely customer service oriented so you were really able to hone in on your interpersonal relationship with customers i mean you know what i'm saying because like with delivery and things like that you have to work with a vast amount of people there's no set type of market there's no set type of class i mean people of all different classes races income brackets get deliveries you know what i'm saying so it's like you're able to see such a breadth oh, yeah. of different people you know and that, that was great oh yeah too yeah oh man i tell you it was it was such an amazing experience um that he was working uh, for, he was delivering uh, packages or he had contracts with uh, accounting firms, legal firms, media firms. Um, So, and these are the the largest, um, uh, especially legal. He was working for some of the largest legal firms here um, in Detroit and also uh, in some cases, the region. So uh, in that sense, I was able to see uh, a, a wide variety of people in a wide variety of industries here in the whole uh, southeastern Michigan region um, and being able to see uh, this was around the time of the financial crisis as well so being able to see um, kind of the the work that they were doing but also just how they were navigating through that financial crisis was pretty interesting um, and just also then seeing it from my father's perspective as well being an entrepreneur and seeing how he was navigating through that, uh, that was that was pretty interesting as well. So, you know, again, through through these experiences, I learned a lot 
um, about entrepreneurship and just business and how it works here, at least in Detroit, in this city, in this region. Right, right, right. And you said you mm-hmm. also you, you you said your grand grandfather was also an entrepreneur too. Yes. So my grandfather's uh, not not from Detroit, but yes, my my mother's father. Um, he has done quite a few things uh, in sports and insurance and also law. He's a self-trained uh, attorney, and wow. he opened up his own law practice. Mm-hmm. That's excellent, man. And I think that's a great, great background and lineage to come from because then you have the real world, like growing up with it. You have the real world experience, but then mm-hmm. you also have the family-oriented experience that you've seen things just growing up. And, you know, sometimes in life, you know, you things come to you naturally because of what you're exposed to and you, you may have and i'm pretty sure exposure look, exactly and i'm pretty sure looking mm-hmm. back to to you might have been thinking when you were younger you know you just did some things you didn't know that you could do and then you, as you get older you say wow i was actually running uh, help running a business i didn't know i was doing i just thought i was just helping out my dad or you know things like that mm-hmm. but it's, it's really great to hear that because you know to me that that's a story of inspiration in the sense that showing young people that everything is possible, that you can do it. If you mm-hmm. have just have the right resources, the right network, right connections. So, mm-hmm. and, and then going mm-hmm. to that, Wayne, how did you get involved with build Institute from there? Mm-hmm. So uh, this was, I will go back a little bit to working in con- community development okay. uh, in the Osborne neighborhood. And while I was there again, I started to notice the power of small businesses And we were also looking to attract small businesses to the Osborne neighborhood. So I wanted to see what this landscape of entrepreneurship looks like here in the city. So around 2013, it was around 2013, I actually took the build course. Um, And this is, I could get a little bit into build um, in a while, but I took the build course because I wanted to see um, you know, what other entrepreneurs are doing, what kind of, what kind of businesses are being started? Uh, what, what does this entrepreneurship training look like? You know, I just kind of wanted to see the ins and outs of it. And then also again, learn how, uh, just Detroit as a whole is looking at entrepreneurship. So I felt that the build Institute was my, uh, window into that. So I took the build course, um, in 2013 Okay, and, uh, since then, I was able, I went back to Osborne. I was still working in Osborne. Um, and then soon afterwards, um, I joined the team. Um, after I left Osborne, I went to work for Bill Institute. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, when you, um, when you first were exposed to Build as a participant going into establishing a career with them, what did you, what did you first think when you were exposed to Build? What, what did, were there any like eye-opening things that you saw on a broader perspective, or how, how did how did that mm-hmm. grab you? Yeah, I think uh, again, for me, I initially went to get a view or learn about this ecosystem, this entrepreneurial ecosystem. Yeah, and I definitely got a lot of insight um, by coming through Build. And then, in addition to that. Another thing that I learned is that the community aspect of uh, entrepreneurship is very strong here in the city. Yeah. And uh, Build, I would say, has uh, a big hand in that. But there, there are others as well that are that are contributing to this this entire community of entrepreneurs. 
And um, I felt that that was one of the biggest things that not only did I learn, but I actually was able to experience right firsthand yeah. and being a part of a small community of entrepreneurs. Uh, when I say small, I'm talking about the individual class. So the bill classes are anywhere from about 10 to 20 people. So you have this small group of entrepreneurs that are all working on their businesses that are all about the, the same experience level. Not always, but you know, a lot of times these are people who are around the same experience level right. uh, when it comes to running or, and starting a business. And many times these are people who are starting their business for the first time. Um, so you're, you're getting all this knowledge in, in one room, uh, and you're being walked through the tool, which is a business plan. And through that, <clears throat> you're building that structure for your business, for your dream, right? Many people are doing this in order to make their dream a reality. And this small, uh, this small community, which is each class is supporting you in building your dream, literally building your dream. Um, so just seeing the, the effect that that support can have and that uh, community can have when it comes to starting a business, I felt was very uh, valuable. So when any aha moment or any um, surprises that I found, I didn't think that I would feel so strongly about business and community. Um, and I think that's where it really uh, was solidified for me. It was in that bill class where I, where I saw that, you know, being an entrepreneur, um, many times, you know, you, you hear about the, the, like the self-made concept of an entrepreneur, yeah. um, you know, and, you know, I'm, I'm doing this by myself and, you know, it's just like this, this winning mentality. Um, and I guess, you know, there is something about that perseverance and, and that tenacity that you have to have as an entrepreneur. But the fact is it's very difficult to do it by yourself. <clears throat> and I was able to see how it can realistically be done with other people. And this doesn't necessarily mean that other people are running your business, but you're, you're supported by other people and you have other people on your team right. um, that are, that are helping you with these different elements of your business. Because as an entrepreneur, you know, if you're passionate about something, you, you can be passionate about it, but that doesn't mean you know everything about making it sustainable. Um, most times, um, if not every time, you're going to need uh, some other folks to fill those gaps, right? Your passion will, um, will create the vision. Your passion will wake you up every day and get you going. Um, but, you know, you still have to have the smarts to bring other people on board to fill some of those gaps. So that's where I learned that the community is very important and having uh, that support is very important. That's great. And, and for listeners out there in Detroit in the last few years, there's been such a resurgence in terms of young people moving back to the city, more small businesses being created and more entrepreneurs on the scene in various industries, anywhere from, retail services to technology to food, you know, clothing, everything. Um, so then going into that, Wayne, what, what is Build Institute? Great question. So Build Institute, uh, we're a launch pad for ideas. Um, again, as I was saying before, this is a, uh, a tool or a method that people use to make their dreams a reality. 
um, through our eight-week course, uh, people build a business plan. So whether you are someone who just has an idea, maybe you're somebody who started your business already uh, and you're operating from your house, um, or maybe you were like me where you know there's something happened, some some activity with entrepreneurship happening, and you want to know more about it and uh, get into just the knowledge, right? You want to get access to the knowledge and the information about starting a business and this whole business ecosystem build is that um, is that organization that, that does that very well. Um, so again, through our eight-week program, you go from uh, an idea to a full business plan. And with that full business plan, you are able to use it in those traditional ways that you would use a business plan. So this could be for financing, it could be for real estate, and it could be for you know scaling your business in the case that you've started your business already. So it's just that structure, right? It's that tool and that structure for your business so that you can launch or scale it and take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, when we're talking about community development, we believe businesses are, are, that, um, are the best way to develop and revise communities. And uh, these small businesses um, are not just businesses. These are people that are starting these businesses. And many times these are people who um, are invested in these neighborhoods. Um, so we see ourselves as a launch pad for those ideas, um, but also a real way that these neighborhoods are, are going to sustain themselves. Yeah. And I know I read somewhere recently and I've you know, kind of studied this years ago that really mm-hmm. the most in terms of the economic engine, in our country and the biggest source of job creation is through small businesses. I mean, there's a, the, Oh, for sure. You know, they, they, they keep talking about all these statistics about unemployment and things like that. But what's, what's not, I think the biggest misnomer in the general public, they think that the, the majority job creators are the large mega corporations, you know, the big three and all these other large tech companies and things like that. But it's truly is small businesses that are driving the economic engine, not just in terms of job creation, but, but revolving in revenue and expenditures and in money flow and things like that, you know? And I think that uh, what you guys are doing is great. And so it, it's, it, it's a, it's, it seems like, and you tell me if I'm um, off the track here, but it, it seems like build Institute is not just for instruction and hands-on learning, but it's a mentorship program as well as, uh, you know, as a resource for entrepreneurs to grow and scale their businesses. Like you say, for sure. And, and when we say mentorship, I would like to uh, kind of touch on that too. Uh, mentorship, I would really um, look at that more as like a peer mentorship. Again, yeah. back to the community and the importance of community, that peer-to-peer knowledge and mentorship is what is so valuable about this BUILD network. Yeah. Since 2012, uh, BUILD started in 2012. So since 2012, over five years, uh, we've graduated over 1,100 people from this business planning course. Okay. And with those 1,100 people, we have um, about 40% of them uh, that have businesses that are operating as we speak. So these are businesses that have been made into reality and in, in, some case, in many cases are, are hiring people. Um, and creating jobs. So this this is real. Um, at the very least, they're creating jobs for you know the individual, right? Because that's at least one job that's created. And then we're also seeing 
uh, as we grow, these businesses are growing as well. So, you know, as time uh, continues, um, these businesses that have come through Build are hiring more people. Um, so this is this is real. And again, as these businesses grow, uh, there's also that knowledge that comes with that. And yeah. that community of business owners, I think, is the most powerful thing that Build can offer. Right. The business planning course is uh, very solid and it's a great tool. But even beyond that and beyond the amazing facilitators that we have that are teaching the course, uh, the community is the most powerful thing because these are, this is a group of uh, over 1,100 people that um, are starting their businesses that are throughout the city, even for those who have not started their businesses but are working within an organization. We think of them as entrepreneurs, right? Yep. Um, these are people who are making a real difference within their organization, you see? Okay. Um, so even even with the ones who have not started, there's still power in that community. Um, so that's why I say that this community is probably the biggest and most powerful thing that Build can offer and that Build has is is just facilitating or being the platform uh, for bringing these entrepreneurs together and building this entrepreneurial community. Yeah, and the thing about it is that it's, it's something about, I guess, when it comes down to community building and people and us as human beings bonding with each other, it seems like you get more learning and more growth out of your own peer group. And I think that's a wonderful and genius level concept that you guys at build have built around because to me, the people get the most out of it when it's some of their own people that, because I think it's the experience factor. Like if I, let's say if I went through build and then someone behind me comes through build and I've always been out there and I have a business that's up and growing. I give them that real world. This is where you can be where I'm at is where you Mm -hmm. can be in the next few months Mm and years. And I think people get Mm -hmm. more inspiration and more drive and just, you know, just that entrepreneurial fire keeps lit. You know what I'm saying? Indeed. I agree. So then in terms of the structure of build Institute, is there like a comprehensive menu of services you all provide or is it pretty much just the, uh, the, the program itself or is it other, are there other things involved besides the program? Yes. So build, we have our core program, which is basics. We call it basics and that's the eight week program that I was mentioning. Okay. And this is the basics of your business. This is the foundation and the structure, right? And this is where you walk out with a full business plan after eight weeks. Okay. We also have uh, something, called co-starters and it is a similar business planning course it is nine weeks uh but this is more uh, we use a different tool you don't walk away with the business plan you walk away um using the business uh, canvas the business model canvas and basically um you still walk through many of the elements of a business plan but this is really good for entrepreneurs or people who have ideas and want to sort through these ideas. So sorting through who your target audience is and sorting through, uh, you know, the geographical area and uh, the numbers of your business and, you know, the different unit costs, just all these different elements of starting a business. The business model canvas is great for sorting through many ideas. So this is great for people who have quite a few ideas and need to narrow it down to the most viable Um, We also have a business planning course for young people. Um, We have a a social impact 
course. So this, this is for people who want to start something like a nonprofit or maybe a social enterprise. Okay. Um, so it's a lot of the same principles as the, the business planning course uh, basics, but it's geared more towards social enterprise. Okay. So we have these different courses based on the type of business that you want to start. Um, we try to make it as inclusive as possible because we don't, uh, we don't limit the industry. We believe that these tools are applicable for any industry. Um, now when it comes to say, if you're a retail business, we do have partners that focus more on retail. So that's where we work within the quote unquote ecosystem okay. to make sure that these, um, these entrepreneurs still have real support because we understand uh, that there may be some limitations because we want to meet the needs of, of uh, all entrepreneurs, but okay. we also have uh, filled that gap by working and having strong partnerships with um, other partners that could dig a little bit deeper into these uh, specific industries. So food is another one. There's a, there's an organization called food lab yep. here in Detroit that works specifically with food businesses. Uh, we have a great partnership with them. And there's also um, for creative businesses, um, you have an organization called the creative mini and they work uh, to provide technical support and, and different support for, for entrepreneurs that are in the creative field. Okay. So that's where we lie. Um, we also have um, programs like open city. Um, I've seen you there quite a few times. That's probably where you and I first met. Um, and that's a yep. monthly uh, panel and networking uh, event where we bring subject matter experts to uh, speak about, you know, what, what the city is looking like uh, when it comes to, you know, these different fields, whether it's food or services or, you know, just different topics. And um, they talk about, you know, where they lie and uh, different resources that entrepreneurs can tap into. Um, so that's what you get out of the conversation. And then also, for entrepreneurs and just uh, anybody in the city who is interested in contributing to this um, to this growth in the city, um, we we have a few other programs uh, that that we run as well, uh, and they are more in the form of workshops. And these are supplemental uh, trainings, or I guess like continued education after the eight week course. So um, we, for instance, um, in about a week we have a course uh, where we're bringing in accounting aid society to talk about bookkeeping and your taxes, okay. right? Uh, we have other partners come in and subject matter experts talking about uh, different, um, different skills that you would need, you know, as you are growing your business. So we feel this is very important because we can have the training programs, the eight week programs and, you know, the co-starters, uh, but as you grow your business, there are always going to be other challenges as you grow your business. Sure. So we try to meet those needs. <laughs> wow. That, that is like, I mean, being an entrepreneur, being involved with build, I don't see how an entrepreneur can fail. I mean, of course, you have the markets, you have different things, customer expectations, things like that. But, I mean, that's amazing, all, all of the support and services you all provide. Um, you know, it's, and it's great to see that because – and back in the day, there was nothing else out there like that. And I'm, mm -hmm. I'm just very grateful that you all have provided these services for entrepreneurs. And yes, because I'll tell you all listening that Open City is a great forum because 
like Wayne was just saying, there, there's the gamut of subject matter and panel experts who are on the panel, who are on, actually on a panel and talk about some of their experiences. They talk about failures. They talk about successes. Some of them have been what they call serial entrepreneurs, meaning they've, they've known entrepreneurship their whole lives. They've been, they started and run several businesses at times in their lives. And, you know, it's just a great, great networking too, as well, because you see the community really gelling, coming to form and building and, and build Institute really is a great catalyst and source for that. With that, Wayne, let me ask you this in terms of what build is, is generating and the energy that's coming out of the, the programs Basically, in terms of what Build Institute is building and what you're doing with your involvement with them, what's, what's your vision mm-hmm. for what where Build Institute is going and also in terms of your vision for entrepreneurship as a whole in a city like Detroit? Where, where do you see it going within the next five years or so? Yeah, I, w- I would like to start with entrepreneurship in the city. Um, so it could go anywhere, really, to tell you the truth. <laughs> but as far as the, the activity that we see, happening right now there are a lot of entrepreneurs that are started to see like just on a wider level that entrepreneurship is possible and is real right again back to the community of entrepreneurs that we see growing from the build institute uh, that that community is very powerful and seeing it seeing those dreams become reality is very powerful so um over our next five years uh, we see that that community just getting even stronger, right? Okay. And with the entrepreneurship and the types of businesses that you have here, I definitely see it opening up um, and that a lot of um, a lot of attention and a lot of money when it comes to like uh, let me see, a lot of money is going towards high growth and tech businesses right. So, you see a lot of attention being put there, but I think over the next five years and hopefully even sooner, you'll see that um, these funders and other uh, people who are organizations who are interested in funding entrepreneurship and funding economic growth are going to um, expand that view. So they're not going to just think, okay, tech and other kind of traditional high growth industries are the ones that we should be funding and supporting. Um, Let's look at the creative industry. Um, Let's look at, you know, the, the food businesses and some of the other businesses that are, are the ones that are in neighborhoods. Um, I had a conversation just about that today, uh, this morning. And um, yesterday, even there was a bill, uh, an act that was introduced um, by uh, Dingle uh, and uh, Udall, and this is called the CREATE Act, right? So in the CREATE Act that they have introduced, um, New Mexico and, and Michigan, these are representatives from these two places, they recognize that in Michigan and New Mexico that the creative industry uh, brings a lot of money to their states, and they are recognizing this, and they want to support this. So this is, you know, this has not been passed yet, but, you know, we're hoping that it it will be passed. Um, And you do see that there's more attention being paid in a real way to the creative industry. Um, So when you're seeing it on the policy level and when you're seeing it, um, you know, being uh, paid attention by by large uh, businesses um, that want to fund these different types of uh, ventures, 
um, then that gives me, that encourages me that over the next five years, you're going to see more of that and you're going to see uh, it open up to more industries. So uh, again, back to talking about, you know, community development and how small businesses are having a real impact in community development. Um, they're kind of just doing this on their own, but I see within the next five years that you're going to see more entities paying attention to it, you know, like the funders and putting their money towards these non-traditional um, high growth businesses. Yeah. And I think um, also what I also what I like about what you guys are doing is that it's not just about when you say community it's not just a concept because you take, even though everything is based in a certain locale and let's say, for example, the office of build is physically in downtown and also, uh, Southwest Detroit. However, yeah, Southwest. Yeah. And however, when you guys, when, when, when open city does something like, I know I went to a couple of the events last summer, like the, the one open city panel event that was held, and actually co-sponsored by Osborne Community, you know, it, it was out in the okay, neighborhood. Yes. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and that that's that's innovative as well because it's not just about you know you know here in Detroit, and I've said this on other episodes with other interviews, is that what you hear about Detroit a lot in the community is there's all this, this, the powers that be are not doing anything for the neighborhoods and and you know, all these kind of things, but I'm I'm glad to highlight what you guys are doing to counter that because they're our programs like build Institute that are reaching out to the community, but you have to be willing to reach out and touch it and you have to be willing to be present. And, and oh, it's, yeah. it's the great thing that you guys are doing. I really, I really personally from the bottom of my heart appreciate it because it's making that change that everybody has been hoping for, for the last 30 or so years, it's making it real and it's tangible and it's possible, you know? Yes. And, and you know, again, I would just stress that, you know, we're, we're just one of the players in this whole ecosystem and it definitely takes a lot more money and a lot more uh, manpower than build one alone can offer. Yeah. But I definitely, uh, I definitely say that we do have um, our, our space, you know, we, we are um, contributing um, to that cause. Oh, yeah. And, you know, even even in the case of Osborne, you know, I, I think about one example. Um, his name is Bobby. Um, he's a business owner okay. out in Osborne. Um, and on there's a main street that goes through the east side called Gratiot. And Bobby used to, you know, he used to be an employee at some company. Um, and one one day while I was still working in that neighborhood, he... Um, started, he reopened a Valvoline, you know, those, uh, those oil chain shops. Yep. And he made his oil, he, he made his own, uh, oil change shop, right? So he opened that up. He brought a old vacant building. He brought it back online and opened up an oil shop. Okay. Boom. Done. Perfect. Hired a few people. Um, and his brother was the main one kind of managing that one. Um, after about a year, Bobby, uh, went about a mile down towards the city airport. Uh, yep. Again, this is still on that main street called Gratiot. Yep. So he went about a mile south, and he saw another vacant building. It was an old car dealership. It was it was in really bad shape. And he took that, and he made that into two businesses, a car wash and an auto repair shop. Wow. Right? Right. This is on the same street. 
Um, so he runs that for about a good a good year, right? Okay. Again, another year he he's running this next business, and he brings that or those vacant buildings online, and now they're operating businesses, hiring people. Yeah. Then after a uh, uh, a while, then he goes back up Gratiot, right? Made a couple miles north on Gratiot, and then opens up a blues club. Uh-huh. On and again, this is another vacant building that he brings back online and now does something, uh, you know, passion of, of blues and music. And he created um, an all new venue in the neighborhood. I mean, you don't see this stuff happening. Um, yeah. But the only the only people that would do this sort of I mean, this is crazy. You know, this is like as far as investment is concerned, like nobody's nobody's going to think to do something like this except somebody who knows the neighborhood right. and who was interested in in the success of the neighborhood right um so when i think about entrepreneurs and the power of entrepreneurs i think about uh, someone like bobby who within a period of five years within right it didn't even take him five years right but within that time he's opened up three businesses and he's filled all of them with employees and all of them are generating good business yeah and and see that that kind of story right there is such a powerful story in terms of as long as I've been almost an adult, I've always heard in terms of the the, the conventional wisdom in entrepreneurship. Oh, it, you know, you start a business, it takes you five years to break even. It takes you five years before you, before you see your first profit. But now with Bobby's story, it trumps all of that, and it shows that you can grow and prosper within those five. And it's and it's real because you're, you're right because mm-hmm. the, the blues venue that I've, I've gone there myself and it's great to see that because for years and i mean for years that building was vacant or underutilized you know what i'm saying and now it's a thriving mm-hmm. thing where now you go in there on a friday saturday night the parking lot is full you almost can't even get in the building now you know and it's just a you see it yeah you and you see it so it's tangible and the community sees it. it's right there in the heart of the community so it's not like it's out out of the way and inaccessible to people it's right there tangible where they can just walk in most places, you know, because it's in the neighborhoods, so the people in the in that area can walk to it. You know, but I think that's the, yeah. I think, I think so that's great, man. It's real. It's real. So you know, uh, again, back to your question. You know, as far as the next five years, you know, I see a lot more of that happening, and people realizing that their vision can have a real impact in their neighborhood, and they can create um, their piece of their neighborhood. You know, create. Uh, that vision and, and bring it to life and um, and impact the neighborhood in a pos- positive way. Absolutely. Absolutely. So then um, switching gears a little bit, in terms of you personally, Wayne, what kind of projects and maybe some some interesting, passionate things, uh, projects of your own are you working on now? Mm-hmm. So I'm a musician. Uh, that's one thing I did not mention earlier, but I've been a musician for 18 years. And uh, I'm a drummer, and I also am uh, dabbling in a few other instruments right now, just getting my skills up. Uh, but I have been playing drums across the city for the last 18 years. And uh, through that, I've been a part of this this tribe, right? This musical uh, or this creative community within Detroit is, is, is a very uh, special and unique community. Yep. Um, and... You know, you hear about it all across the world, right? And it, and it's not just Motown, right? right? You have techno that comes from Detroit. Uh, you have uh, jazz. You know, Detroit has a certain 
a certain brand of jazz that comes from Detroit, you know, all sorts of musicians um, that have come here, come from here. Uh, gospel, uh, gospel is very strong uh, yeah. in Detroit and, and is, is still is. So all sorts of music that has come from uh, Detroit and still is being made here. Unfortunately, that infrastructure or that support is not as strong as it, it once was. Right. Um, and that's something that as far as a, um, a need or something that I feel passionate about, yeah. Uh, that's where I'm working towards right now. So uh, one of the things that I'm very interested in seeing and, and working towards and actively working towards is uh, rehearsal spaces for musicians. Okay. Uh, because that is something that is, uh, that is lacking here in the city. If you want any uh, adequate rehearsal space, you are most likely going to be in the uh, nearby suburbs. So this is Warren. This is Dearborn. This is Ferndale, Royal Oak. Right. right. Um, most likely, you're going to be in one of those cities uh, rehearsing, um, and if not, you're going to be probably in in somebody's basement, one of the band members' basements, yep. um, rehearsing here in the city. If you do want to do it within the city limits, yep. so uh, that's something that I'm actively working towards as we speak. Okay. Um, and then also uh, working uh, to uh, support the arts in general because I believe that. Uh, that is a tide that will rise all ships. So once the creative industry is, you know, has good footing and is doing well in overall, um, this works well for musicians. This works well for visual artists and any other type of creative um, field or medium that you work in. So I'm about uh, supporting the arts uh, with the visual arts. I have something called the 48 hour experience. Okay. Uh, the next one is happening uh, this June, um, and we're actually, the first one was in southwest Detroit. We're actually going to touch the suburbs with this one, uh, but the, this is with Detroit artists that were taken out to Birmingham, okay. um, and the 48-hour experience is uh, 48 hours. For 48 hours, we have artists that are locked into an art gallery, and they create all new works of art. Uh, typically, with art shows, um, or with these group art shows, you have artists that bring their art to a show yep. and then they exhibit. But with this one, they're actually creating as a group, they're creating all new works of art. Okay. Um, so the intent is to get a real time view of the latest, uh, most creative um, art um, here in, in the city from the artist. Uh, from Detroit. Sure. Um, so this gives you a real-time view of the freshest artists and the freshest art from these artists uh, coming from the city. So within those 48 hours, uh, the artists create those all-new pieces of work, and then uh, they are exhibited uh, just after the 48 hours is done. Um, so again, this is to highlight the the creative uh, the creative community, right? In this case, the visual arts. And uh, soon we'll be, um, once we continue to perfect our model, uh, we'll be branching out into other medium as well. All right. Now, in terms of actual occurrences of the 48-hour experience, how, how often mm -hmm. per year are you, are you planning on doing it? So right now, we've only done it once per year. It was last year and uh, last year in April, and June will be the next one. Uh, we are... Uh, in talks with a community to uh, have a uh, like a permanent residence in in a community, yeah. and we are working with uh, community organizations now to see how we can uh, 
how we can benefit the community that we're in by having uh, artists there on a permanent basis. Okay. So this event, the 48 hour event um, is just the beginning uh, to, uh, to work with this community of artists. Uh, but the intent and the end goal is to have these artists and ourselves as the creators, uh, myself and, and my partner, um, ourselves as creators uh, actually be in community and benefit the community on a, on a permanent basis um, and actually have a home for this art. Okay. Uh, when you're talking about uh, development and uh, community development, we see that the arts, you know, the arts is, have never been afraid to go into any community and, and exhibit itself, you know? So as artists, I believe that we, um, we have a tool that can be used in communities and we really, our goal is to express what the community needs to be expressed. Right. right. In, in our language. Right? Right. right. Um, by speaking the language of our art, we're able to express what a community um, may not uh, express otherwise or may have difficulty just expressing with in the traditional forms. Um, so that's what we believe we can do. And that's what we're currently working towards now. And this starts uh, by listening, right? This starts by listening first um, for my time in community development. I've seen that uh, it's a great way to catalyze people in the neighborhood. Okay. Uh, but the thing is, it's hard to sustain that activity. Um, so as artists, we're looking at how do we sustain the, the activity that a mural, right, or one-off annual event can do, but how do we sustain that into a year-round thing where artists are continually contributing to a neighborhood, not just putting up a mural? Right. And it's just, that's a great innovative concept, too, because it's, um, and I'm pretty sure you've seen in other cities, they may have art and residency things where people can go to a house and create and have space but it's like a, it sounds like what you guys are doing is almost like a an artistic marathon. And then it's like, like the, in the tech world, there's hackathons where people are holed up for 24, 48 hours, even a week. They just hack away. They, mm -hmm. they write code all the time. That's all they do, write code all day, mm -hmm. every day. And then now you have it where the 48-hour experience is the same thing for artists and provides an avenue for them to show off pieces that they genuinely originally create. And that's, I think a lot of people outside of the creative class need to really understand what that creative process is all about because a lot of times with artists, the healing is in the process. So it's like yes. you, you become one with your pieces because you're creating and that's your nature. You're, you're, it's like you're ex expressing your nature in a setting like 48-hour experience, and it's excellent. I, I think that's an excellent idea, and I hope that it mm -hmm. gets to a point where you're doing it many locations, many times throughout the year. Oh yes. Oh yes. And, and that is the intent. So right now we're just doing it once a year okay. um, again so that we can, uh, so that we can learn. I mean, this is a learning experience for us. And when you think about this creative, uh, you know, us being in this creative field, it is still, you know, like a business in the sense that we have to learn what we're doing, you know, know what, what the value is of our product. Right. right? Right. Um, and as we're learning this, uh, we're, we're able to, um, you know, just provide more value. And again, that value is, is to the neighborhood uh, that we'll be in. So we have uh, quite a few more things up our sleeve, you know, as far as uh, beyond only working in neighborhoods. 
Um, we feel like that's our foundation because uh, that's where that's where we come from, and you know that's that's what we know. Sure. Um, but in addition to that, this is also about strengthen strengthening the creative community um, here in the city of Detroit. Okay, and I think with an effort like that, it's definitely going to happen because it's, it's a movement that everybody can be a part of and will be a part of eventually. Most definitely. And then um, in terms of, oh yeah, in terms of with the 48 hour experience, are you a visual artist yourself or you just, are you just delved into music? Yeah. So I am, I am, uh, I am a, I make prints. Um, so I screen print. So in that sense, I, I do work in the visual field and I, also uh, do photography as well. Okay. Uh, not necessarily like wedding photography, but photography in the sense that um, I like to uh, create or I like to um, use that as an expression of my creativity. Okay. And I do that through photography. Um, but I, I'm a musician first. Um, and when it, when it comes to, um, you know, my work, uh, it, is, it is through music. And I do appreciate the other um, the other crafts, the other artists that are around me, because yeah. as a music artist, I'm around all sorts of artists. You know, like I said, it's a tribe, right. um, and I'm I'm so uh, proud to be a part of this creative tribe. Um, and again, I believe that um, if we're all doing well, you know, each individual type of craft or type of art uh, will do well. Um, if if we're all working together and thinking about this intentionally. Um, so though I'm not uh, a practicing visual artist in, in the traditional sense, I do uh, want to see that succeed as well. Sure. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah, that that's great, man. In terms of the contact information for Build Institute, is, is there any information mm-hmm. you can give out right now? Yes. Build Institute dot org buildinstitute.org uh, my email address is alumni at buildinstitute.org and uh, you can also uh, see us on facebook and instagram um, our handle is start with build that is our handle on instagram and social media wonderful wonderful well sir Mr. Wayne Ramakan, you can, sir, you can, and you are doing great things out in the community, and I applaud you, and I appreciate you for coming on the show and taking time out of your busy schedule to do this interview, and I think that much success in many years to come are headline for you, man. Just keep doing what you're doing, and for the listeners out there, again, we'll just take heed to what the wisdom that Wayne has shared with us and you, you got his contact information. You had anything, even if you're not living in Detroit, please reach out. You know that, that we can we we're in the World Wide Web now. We're in the global community space now. Any any information we can share, you can reach out. And with that being said, Wayne, thanks thanks a lot for being on the program. Donald, it's always great to speak with you. Thank you for the invitation. Um, thank you for allowing me to uh, speak and being heard by your listeners. And I hope that uh, I hope that anybody who's heard my email address actually uses it, and uh, that we'll be getting in contact with each other. Thank e- you. Excellent, excellent. So to recap, Wayne Ramakan is a dynamic young entrepreneur who grew up under a family of entrepreneurs. He is a true success story based on his family experiences and values he was raised under. 
He's a representative of a bright future for entrepreneurship in the city of Detroit. And he's an important player in a vibrant, growing community of business owners and visionaries. Build Institute provides the framework for entrepreneurs to succeed with their ideas. I'd like to send a special shout out to April Jones Boyle, Yolanda Nichelle Curry, Nikki Pardo, Christiane Sims Malone, Delphia Simmons, Amanda Brewington, and all of the facilitators, alumni, and participants of Bill's various programs. And I, for one, can attest to a program such as Open City, which is the monthly forum for entrepreneurs to share their ideas, their successes, and failures. And also, it provides a networking opportunity for the public and find out more about Built Institute, its programs, its members, facilitators, and other people involved in the entrepreneurship community in Detroit. There's a thriving community that's growing in Detroit. And institutions such as Built Institute are providing and paving the pathway for the road to economic prosperity. The road no longer is about job acquisition, but now it's about job creation. And programs and services provided by Build Institute will provide the pathway for many people in the many years to come. And Build Institute also provides the pathway for economic recovery in places like Detroit, and our tri-county region, Wayne, Oakland, and Macomb counties, as well as Livingston, Lenaway, Genesee, Washtenaw, and other neighboring counties, as well as the state of Michigan. But it also provides a framework for other cities, states, and other areas of our country, as well as other countries and the rest of the world. So if you want to contact Wayne, you can reach him via email at alumni at builtinstitute.org that's a-l-u-m-n-i at b-u-i-l-d i-n-s-t-i-t-u-t-e dot o-r-g if you want to know more information about Built Institute you can visit their website at www.builtinstitute.org and I encourage all of you out there listening to take advantage of these services, look up Build Institute, reach out to Wayne, find out what's going on. Don't be afraid to share your ideas with him as Build and Wayne also provide resources because it's all about resources, folks, and it's all about getting yourself to the next level. And it's all about you becoming the new you that you deserve to be. So that's it for this podcast. Thanks once again for tuning in. If you want to know more information about us, you can look us up. We're on the web at www.nuyou.biz. Again, that address is www.nuyou.biz. We're also on social media. You can look us up. We're on Facebook under first word NU, second word Y-O-U, B-I-Z. So you can friend us on Facebook and you can like our posts. We're also on Twitter under at symbol N-U-Y-O-U-B-I-Z. So please follow us on Twitter. We're also on LinkedIn under first word N-U, second word Y-O-U-B-I-Z. So please visit our page and connect with us on LinkedIn. We also have a YouTube channel and a Google Plus page under N-U-Y-O-U dot B-I-Z. 
This podcast is on Apple iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean under NewU.biz podcast channel. So please subscribe to our channel on iTunes and Google Play and follow us on Podbean. We're also on SoundCloud under DDB Group LLC. So if you go to our page on SoundCloud, you'll see our podcast episodes. We also have a blog, so you can check out our blog at www.nuyoubizblogs.com. We also have a crowdfunding campaign for this podcast to help expand our efforts to reach as wide an audience as possible. In addition to interviews such as this one, we also plan to add multimedia and other tools to make this podcast a memorable experience for you. So, become a patron today by going to podbean.com, search for our podcast, NewU.biz podcast channel, and you will see the Become a Patron button. Click it and choose your amount to pledge to our campaign. Once you pledge, you'll get a special mention on our podcast as a patron and contributor. And on NewU.biz, you can also join our website as either an individual member or a professional member, depending on what role you want to play in our family. As an individual member, you have one year free access to professionals providing services that help people. Or as a professional member, you have one year free access to individuals seeking services like yours. So join our efforts today to help individuals become who they deserve to be. If you have any suggestions on topics you would like to hear from us, you can email us at info at newyou.biz. That's I-N-F-O at N-U-Y-O-U dot B-I-Z. Or you can send us a message on Facebook or LinkedIn, or you can tweet us on Twitter. Once again, this is Donald Robinson II, co-founder of newyou.biz. Thanks for listening, and please stay tuned for more podcasts. You've been listening to another Do You Die This podcast. For more information, join us at www.nuyou.biz. Again, that address is www.nuyou.biz. Do You Die This, where change is real, and you can also get empowerment, encouragement, and positive change.